0: Hello everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Subscriptions for Authors podcast. Today, we have Reese Barton with us, who has gone from zero to 100 paid subscribers on her subscription in under four months, in just about 100 days. And we're going to talk all about that, because it is a really awesome success story, and one that is made even more inspiring, because she just got her author career started a little over a year ago. So she's been in the author world putting a lot of hard work for definitely a good period of time, but it's not like she's been at this for five or 10 years. Now, as we get into this, we're going to be talking about a lot of different things. We're going to be talking about how Reese found success on serial fiction platforms. And she had a really awesome strategy that got her well over a million rates. We're also going to be talking about her simple approach, but that doesn't mean any less smart. Very smart, but simple, low-stress approach to her subscription. And... Honestly, her mindset was very inspiring and very grounding for me, and I hope it is for all of y'all listening. I'm so excited for this episode, so excited for y'all to hear it. Recently, we've been talking with subscription authors with just different perspectives than what maybe we hear a lot of the times, or that at least that we've highlighted on this podcast yet. And what I'm so excited for is to keep highlighting stories like this, because there's literally dozens of authors who are being successful in subscriptions, all of whom have not only unique perspectives, but different business models and strategies. So if you aren't already a regular listener of this podcast, well, we come up with new episodes usually every week, sometimes multiple times a week. We're going to get into a set, like actual publishing schedule for the podcast once we have a team, but we're going to average one episode a week. We might not get the exact same release day because we're doing our best to get out these episodes when we have them ready. Sometimes we have more ready, sometimes we have less ready in a given week, but it'll average out to one a week that you get. And in the future, as we up our production team, we will have a more standard release schedule. So I hope you all understand uh, the almost fluctuating release schedule, but we're still committed to delivering amazing podcast episodes that can help you all start and grow your subscription. I won't do any further. We'll get into this one. Reese Barden, Subscriptions for Authors, episode 26 now. Wow. Reese, we are very excited to have you on the Subscriptions for Authors podcast today. You've been a longtime member of CUNY and just, I feel like I already know you. So now that we're actually here talking, I have to ask you, before you start a subscription, how did your author career start?
1: give you a very brief overview. I am a total baby author. I'm a complete newbie. Like many people, I suppose I always had in my head that I was going to write a book. I was always that kid with a notebook who started one or two chapters of a book, never finished it and left them lying all over the house. And I suppose like an awful lot of people in lockdown, then I was working from home, I had extra time, and I started writing a book. And I had been reading an awful lot of Shifter Romance books on different apps and on Kindle Unlimited. And so I decided I'm going to write what I like to read. So that's where I started. So I wrote a book and then I hadn't got a clue what to do with it. So I had no idea whether anybody would be interested in reading it, whether it was absolutely awful. So I just said, yeah, I'm going to it up on Wattpad. So I had read a few books up there including Amelia, some of yours. I'd read CJ Primer who is another shifter romance writer who was writing on Wattpad at the time and so I said okay I'll give it a go and I'll just see if anybody reads it. I did all of the research on trying to get the algorithm to give you a bit of a hand while you're posting and I put it up probably december middle of December 21 and within about 6 weeks it had like a lot of views so it had shot up and so then I went okay like people don't hate it so maybe there's a chance I could make a few quid out of this and wouldn't it be great if I could get a couple of hundred euro a month wouldn't that be amazing so i applied for radish and i got accepted and so in i think it was the end of february i started putting up chapters there so of book 1 in my it's now Shifters of Grey Ridge series, The Alpha Savior. And I think it was day three, I made $300. And I just went, okay, great. And all of a sudden my husband, he was like, God, you're just always on the laptop, blah, 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 was like, okay, you go sit in the corner you <laughs> Obviously every day is not $300, but it just showed me that there was the potential there to yeah. make money through this serialized fiction. because. I didn't know if anybody else was making money or what was good and what was bad at that stage i was just testing the water so yes yeah, so then i put up all the chapters there published the first book wide then at the end of may and just kept writing but at that stage i had no instagram website anything so all those up as quickly as i could because i was getting followers on wattpad and on radish and yeah just went from there so i've um three novels out and a novella and the fourth book in that series is coming out or I'm writing at the moment and then the spin-off series first book in that is out in a few weeks so yeah it's been a busy year
0: yeah wow what an adventure in just a year and yeah. now you're in all these different places that you are finding readers enjoying revenue because mm-hmm. obviously you have a subscription which we're going to dive into yeah. in detail but you also are published across wide retailers, the readers yes. can buy your books a la carte. And then you're still in radish for yeah. your series as well. That's, that's pretty awesome. So you're, a, you are as well.
1: Approach. Yes. <laughs> kind of hitting everywhere and seeing what works at this stage. Yeah. I'm just kind of trying a bit of everything.
0: When did you decide to make the move from, okay, I'm on radish, making money there to, I'm now going to go to a retailer. When did you decide to. I'm assuming you had to invest into getting a cover potentially. Yeah. When did you decide to make that jump to also publishing? That?
1: Had the cover made for Wattpad anyway. So when I first okay. put it up, I had a homemade thing. And then I think about a week after, and I actually started to get some views. I said, I think somebody reached out to me who was doing pre-mades. And I said, $50, something like that. Great. I'll use that. And so I already had the cover. So there was no real investment in that side of things. I had a few beta readers. I had somebody who was starting doing formatting, who did the formatting for me for free. I had somebody from Fiverr do the proofreading. You know, like, I subsequently went back and spent a bit more money on getting that re-edited once I was releasing the second book. But yeah, I did it on a complete shoestring just to get it up and see how it went.
0: Yeah, that's really inspiring. I think really good for people to hear and I'm already zoning in on this first six weeks on Wattpad and that kind of taking off. And I'm curious, like you said, you started the algorithm, Did this kind of like late in Wattpad's history, meaning it was already a very mature platform. So how did you break in at the end of 2021? Cause that's very hard. Are there any tips you'd have for new authors who are looking to break into Wattpad?
1: So. I went in and there was a guide that is up on, I don't even know what the page is called, but it's author resources page or something like that. And it was like a 16 page guide that is up there from, I think it's, I can't remember her name. She wrote a book that's still up there for free, but it's, I don't know, 15 million reads or something huge on it. And she wrote it and it was basically a a how-to and I just followed it literally to the letter. So it was... Put up a good chunk of chapters at the start, release regularly so keep the same days, try and do maybe minimum four chapters a week which was fine because I had the book written so it's just a case of scheduling them and putting them up and reply to every comment and interact with the readers and at the start I didn't do any read for reads because I think you're just going to interact with people who aren't your readers which isn't going to help you in the long run but I did, anybody who commented or something on a chapter, I sent them a message saying, thank you for reading. There's a limit to those, I found out very quickly, but it just helped to get things started. And then once the comments started coming in, it just snowballed. But I really did, yeah, answer every comment at the start just to, and I think people really appreciate that. And it's, wow, Gray actually has read the comment and having a bit of banter back and forth when they're like, oh my God, what's going to happen next? And just to make a bit of fun. Yeah, I was just so excited that people were reading it. I was thrilled to see comments and I was happy to just, yeah, have a bit of crack and just get talking to people.
2: I love that. That's what I like to tell everyone to do for Wattpad. Everyone's, how do you like hack the system? And I'm just like, no, just respond to people, ask them questions. They'll really appreciate you talking to them and then they'll just share your book because they like love that connection with you. So I love that.
1: Yeah, that was it. And you know, anybody who sent me a direct message, I made sure I answered them. That was pretty much it. So I think the consistency, the regular posting, I'm putting up enough at the start to make sure that people are bought in so that they get 20 chapters at the start. So they're already interested in what's gonna happen. If you only start with five, people forget about it very easy. But if they've gotten that far in, then they really do want to see what's going to happen in the rest and they'll follow it.
0: That's a really good insight. It also goes against a lot of what, for instance, Kindle Vella as a serial platform is like mm-hmm. only the first few chapters and then they already have the paywall. And then Amazon look inside, a lot of look inside of the retailer, it's only like the first 10%. So a lot of times authors, I think, feel like they need to get a little start, but you don't need to like really get into the meat of it because you can hook them in the first three chapters. But You're saying, yeah, but if you're really reading a lot of books, you need to be invested in it.
1: Yeah, particularly my first book, because nobody had a clue who I am. I'm sure somebody who's on their 10th book, people are going to read it. So if they get five chapters or six chapters and it's a side character from a previous book, they're already going to be invested before they start. But just a total newbie and somebody just, I suppose, generously using their time to read your story. You want them to give you long enough to give you a solid chance. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So you are on Wattpad and then go to Radish and then you do make it to retailers, but there's a subscription that comes in here. When did you decide to start your subscription?
1: So I started looking at it, I suppose it's probably September. So I had put out the first two books and the third one was just getting ready for release and. I suppose what I was conscious of was that I had an awful lot of readers on Radish. I had managed to, my Instagram is not huge. I have, I think, 1,800 followers. It's not massive. It's fair. But the number of followers that I have on the other platforms is way bigger. But their contact details, they're customers of those platforms. They're not my customers. I wanted to make find a way to make as many of those people, my customers and followers of me rather than of Radish and of Wattpad and of whatever other platforms the books are on. Yeah, it's a direct sales model without being a direct sales model, but I wanted to have ownership of those readers and a better way to interact with them because I think Wattpad is really good on the commenting and the interaction side of things. Radish is good, but it's not as easy to have those conversations and get that engagement going. And I suppose I wanted to get back to that a little bit where you can have that real one-on-one feedback. A lot of the time, they're my beta readers. They're giving me feedback as I'm writing. And I want to be able to get as much of that as I can and to really build that kind of tight-knit community that is just harder on, I think, social media and on a platform that you don't own.
0: Yeah, oh, I agree. Completely. It's so important to be able to use the platforms for what they're good for, finding new fans, but ultimately you have to bring those fans to a home that not only can you connect deeper with them, but you can also, in the process of doing that, also make some more money, which I'm curious for you, when you launch your subscription, what was your strategy? How did you think about approaching your tiers? Because I know that you launched it not that long ago.
1: I, yeah, I love that you think I had a strategy, Michael. I don't, I tend to act really before I put a huge amount of thought into something because I won't do it. I'm a real, yeah, I don't really look before I leave. I'm going to, I'm going to say that because I have this thing that if you think about it too much, there's analysis paralysis. You just, you'll, you'll tie yourself up in knots and you'll think about it too much and nothing will ever happen. So once I decided that I was going to do a Patreon, I just started with the first tier and I said, okay, what is a reasonable Amount compared to what somebody is paying on a serialized fiction platform to read those same three chapters that I put out a week. So I put out three chapters a week of my ongoing novel. So I just worked back what essentially are they paying on those other subscription platforms. And I went with something comparable. So I started the first one at I'm in euros, so three euros. And then I threw in an extra chapter a week as a tempting offer to get people to come across to me. And then, yeah, so that was as much thought as I put into it, Michael.
0: No, (laughs) I think, I actually think that's great. And we obviously, we talk all the time about thinking through subscriptions. So people can look at me and Amelia sometimes think like we are like plan and strategies, but in reality, my advice always is to launch, get out there. And the best feedback you're going to have is from, even if it's one reader, understanding how your subscription works, how anything works with one person. But you talk about that extra chapter and that extra chapter, and correct me if I'm wrong, is part of this exclusive novel that you're writing on your subscription. Yes, it's
1: completely outside the series. So the three chapters that I post are ahead of what is being released. So at the start, they weren't in fairness. They were completely in line with, what I was publishing on the other platforms but then what I did was I had a novella that I had written and was a kind of spin-off I put that up three chapters a week so that I could get a bit more ahead of myself and that was ahead that was exclusive to Patreon at the start and then when I started my next novel I was three weeks ahead of the other platforms so they are getting early access but the main incentive that I put up was a chapter a week of a new book, completely new, nothing linked to the existing series, but same genre, so it wouldn't be too different for my existing readers, but it's only going to be on Patreon for the time being. So all I've confirmed is that it's going up there until it's completely written. Then maybe I'll put it up on Radish. It's gonna go into Kindle Limited instead of Wide so I still haven't decided about Radish because obviously if I put it up, then I have to take it down. So there's the logistics of that. But for the yeah. moment, it's exclusive to pattern.
0: Wow. Very, very interesting. I like this. And what I want to ask you is because you started it and you, you never know if something's going to work, but now a couple of months in, would you say that's been worth it? Because yeah. obviously making something exclusive is great, but when it's exclusive, you're obviously not making money from it for the time being elsewhere. So has this process been something that you would say, is worth it so far?
1: Yeah, so I only set up my Patreon in October. So we're three and a half, four months in. And so I think as of today, I have maybe 125 subscribers, which is way, way ahead of where I thought I'd be. If, I, if somebody had told me that I'd have 30 at this stage, I would have been delighted. I would have said, great, 10 a month or whatever. That would be amazing. So yeah, I'm really surprised by that. And I've noticed that I got a big jump once I started releasing the chapters of the existing series ahead so that they were getting early access, but definitely a big jump comes anytime I mention the exclusive book.
0: Very interesting. Okay. So you like initially launched it and it wasn't like you had a hundred people in there on day one. So
1: I love it launch. There was no launch either. It was just, by the way... I've set up a Patreon, here's a link, have a look. And then I put up a few times more once I had the early access. By the way, this is starting tomorrow on Patreon. I'll get it to you guys in a few weeks time. And I got a glut that way. I haven't really pushed it because I'm only starting out and I wanted to see how it would work. But yeah, I need to be more consistent with that. But definitely the exclusive book is what has probably brought most of those readers. I think that's
0: so helpful for people who are like getting so worried about their launch, because we've talked to many people who are like overthinking their launch and like, how am I going to do this? What am I going to do? But just to hear that it's been like this iterative process, like you just started to get it out there and didn't really build up this big launch. And now you've just kept getting it out there. And it's like, oh, wow, four months later, you now have like well over a hundred people paying you monthly. That's like an incredible compliment.
1: Yeah, it's great. And I know ahead of this I was saying to you, I'll have to make my page look all fancy now in case anybody goes in and (laughs) have a look, but I actually didn't because I said, you know what? I'll be honest and I'll show you. I don't want to say how little effort, but I really did. You know, there's no fancy graphics. I think I only put pictures up on the tiers like two or three weeks ago. Up to that, it was just tier one. There was nothing. So it's very basic. So I think you can tie yourself up in knots about what is the right name for the tears? What pictures do I have? What graphics do I have? Where, really, your readers just want to read your stuff, so they will forgive you if you don't have a fancy picture or a cute name for all of your tears. I intend to go back and do all of that, but I wouldn't let it hold you up for a month or two months. Yeah,
0: I love that you're doing this and like you're like you're being successful in real time because I think sharing with someone in the mindset, especially like the. All, frankly, the mindset that launching physical or like one-time products has got us. in. if you do put a book up on Amazon, that's not, you know, the best cover, or the best title you can, it, it can be, maybe it's not always the best strategy. There is an interest strategy even there, but I think we're so used to having to make it just excellent and put all of our money and time into making that launch something awesome. And you're proving that two years from now, your subscription is going to be even better because every week, every month you'll sit there and be like, you know what? I'm going to make that little tweak. I'm going to make that little tweak. I'm going to, I'm going to add that new nicer image over time. And maybe I'll come up with tier names over time and your readers can vote on the tier names because why not? But
1: yeah,
0: I just, I find that so inspiring and I'm really happy that this is working for you because I think it's showing one of the biggest things that I love about subscriptions, which is that it's not about launching. It's about continually changing and not changing everything overnight. And I think you're, oh, this is, I'm so excited. I'm so excited for you. I
1: promise I will put more effort into getting the cover right for the book when it actually goes up on Amazon. I do put some thought into some things, but I think for something like the subscription where people are paying to read what you're writing, that's their main focus. And I suppose that's what I'm trying to concentrate on. And then the next step was I set up a second tier. Once I realized, okay, I can do this and I can manage my existing commitments and do this extra chapter a week, it's totally doable. What else could I add that isn't a massive additional time commitment for me? Because like many people, I'm still working full time. I live in Ireland. So every bit of post is international and costs an absolute fortune. So sending physical books is not really an option. I went down to the post office and I think sending a book to the states in a very boring bubble envelope no fancy boxes or anything was like $25 I was like oh that's gonna instantly just and that's where most of my readers are so it would have to be a very fancy special edition with all sorts of swag shoved in that envelope to make that worthwhile it has to be digital and it has to not cost me a huge amount of additional time so the next thing I did then was I set up uh tier I think I have it up for five dollar or five euros 50 I'm not sure what that works out probably around six dollars for you guys and the only extra thing in that is one one shot per month which I thought was going to be easy but writing a one shot is not easy because I cannot shut up I learned that was not quite the quick addition that would not take me very much time that I thought it would be because every time I try and write one it turns into like Beginning of a whole new book, and I have to rein myself in. But that's just one edition, and now that tier is actually more popular than the original tier. Wow. Yeah.
0: And then what about the tier that you have above that, which would be like it shows up for me as your $11.50 tier, but that's obviously in USD.
1: Yeah. So it's 11 euros. So I just doubled yeah. the price of the one before. So again, total whim. I, So bad. I'm going to go against everything that you have in your guidelines, but I just put it up and I just put in extra voting rights. So they get to pick the tropes for the one shot and they get bonus content, which essentially is just repurposing extra stuff that I need to do anyway. So they'll get original first access to the bonus epilogue that I'm going to be writing anyway as a reader magnet to go in the back of the published book. So it's something that I'm going to have to do anyway. They'll get it a month or two ahead of everybody else. It might be character profile that, again, I want to do anyway. They'll get it first. So I'm trying not to tie myself up in knots with a huge amount of extra workload. It's all things that I would eventually have to do anyway. And this essentially just gives me a deadline because I have promised to give them one a month.
0: Oh, that's so cool. I love it. So I want to talk about the community inside your subscription now and your relationships you've built with your fans, because that was something that I imagine on a smaller scale when you're just getting started on Wattpad, is a bit easier to have relationships with all your readers. I'm guessing now it's difficult to have a closer relationship with all your readers in general. I'm guessing. That's probably hard. Yeah, it
1: is. You'll find that there are readers who are happy just to be getting their early access. They'll like it. might never hear from them but they are there in the background and they're super loyal then you have people who will comment on every single chapter and you can comment back they know that you're not going to be like glued to your phone or glued to your laptop and answering everything immediately so i try and set a time aside the day after i post a chapter to go in and see if whoever's commented and i will like and comment back if there's lots of comments along the same lines, I'll put up a general, geez, you guys are mean, you loved him a second ago and now you all are all hating on them or whatever. And um, yeah, just to stay interactive. But I did set up a Discord server and that is just crickets. There is nothing going on. So I need to try and work on that. I think at some point, if there's interest, we can do that. If everybody's just happy, just hanging out in the comments, that's fine too. It works.
0: Yeah, no, I think that's, a very, I think, helpful observation for people to realize that not everyone's going to comment, but they still might love what you're doing and that's okay. Most readers are going to be silent, but no, so you set time aside. I think that's really important that people don't feel like they have to be stressed out by constant notifications.
1: No, I think your readers that are going to comment, I know I can guess exactly who it will be that will read a chapter literally the second it hits their email, and they will have, they'll comment immediately. So if I set aside like literally 10 minutes, I'll pop in the next day and I'll go through the comments and I'll answer or like everybody who's there. And then you might get one or two after that. The majority are going to be within the first kind of 24 hours. So that's what I tend to do. But if I don't get the chance, it's not the end of the world either. But I do try and do that, particularly while it's still quite small. So I appreciate obviously the size of yours, Amelia, you're not going to be going in. And the amount of stuff that you put up, there's no way you could be going in and replying to every email, but much like the Wattpad at the start to get that community going and even to get them commenting on each other's comments. Yeah. You know, it's to just to facilitate the conversation.
2: Yeah. I completely agree. It does get harder as you go on and actually back into those constant notifications i've turned all my notifications off i don't get emails anymore usually when people like anything or follow me just because it's a lot and i had stopped replying to notifications and like comments for a long time probably for like over a year because it was just way too much for me but i've finally gotten back into the routine of commenting myself instead of putting it off on my pa And so I'll go in there, especially on Wattpad, and I'll go in every single day and look at the previous chapter I just posted and just go through all those comments and be like, cool, like here, if I can't figure out like something, a response that is cool enough or whatever. So yeah.
1: Like if somebody actually looked through most of my comments on Wattpad, like Ah. I'd say 50% of them are an emoji where it's, it's like, smiley face, thumbs up or something, but it's, it's something people think, wow, great. That person has read it and appreciates it. Yeah. But I think as well, I got a little bit worried about, oh, what if I reply to one person and then I don't reply to the next person, are they going to think, God, not like favoritism, but you know, that like my comment doesn't matter because there's 10 comments here that she did respond to. And then I'm the last person and she didn't bother answering that or something. I think people just don't really think like that. Doing something is better than doing nothing. And again, if I'm super busy, I'll just put in one comment at the bottom, kind of to everybody. And then that's at least something if somebody goes back
0: in. I think showing them just that you care. They know you're a person. They also know too that I think your readers would probably be very mad at you if you said, last week I was responding to all your comments. So this week I don't have anything new for you. I'm sorry. (laughs) Like they would be like, no, you can just write. That's okay.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. That's what people are, much as they enjoy the chat. They really want to, to get your chapters. So yeah, if you're really busy, they understand that. And I think as well with the keeping up with the posting and everything, I've seen a lot of comments and people are worried about the pressure of, getting something out at the same time every day like I'm doing this call with you guys on the oldest dodgiest laptop in the world because mine exploded last night. Uh, And so just started sounding like a lawnmower and now it's dead. And I just had to put up a post and go guys, the chapter is going to be tomorrow because I literally, I'm not going to do it off my phone. I want to have a quick change to a couple of the bits at the end and that's fine. Like people are like grand, yay, double chapter tomorrow, amazing. And that's, they're like your friends, they're understanding, they're happy for you. Obviously, you're not going to do that all the time, but people appreciate if you are generally sticking to a schedule, one blip, it's not the end of the world.
0: That's a great reminder. And also very sorry about your computer. That's (laughs)
1: okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I need an upgrade. It's, uh, it's done a lot of work in the last year. That
0: can always be something that you <laughs> are able to with increased patronage and the increased subscribers mm-hmm. can help towards that, hopefully. But that that is a really important point for people. And, and another important point though, is that you mentioned it's still important to be consistent. Don't have an yes. emergency come up every day forever because then you don't have a schedule. But Absolutely. how do you stick to a schedule? Like the workflow of your subscription? What does that look like? Because a lot of authors have trouble... Imagining where does a subscription fit into what I'm doing and you're already doing and posting to so many places. So how are you trying to save your time and just the admin work so that you can be writing as much as possible?
1: It's as simple as it can be. Outside of Patreon, my chapters go up the same time everywhere. And I use scheduling to do that. Radish, Radish obviously has a tool that you can schedule all of your posts. So that's what I use there. And then on... Patreon, I am three weeks ahead, but all of my tiers get the same chapters at the same time if they're getting them. So the only thing I need to do is select which tiers are getting the chapters, if that makes sense. If I'm doing putting up a one-shot, it's going to tier two and three at the same time. There's no difference in the timing. I just have to make sure that doesn't go to tier one. So that's as fancy as I've gotten. So I don't have, you know, tier one is on chapter one, tier two is on chapter 10, tier three is on chapter 20. I'm not that sophisticated. So they're all getting chapters at the same time. It's just different tiers are getting extras.
0: It makes a lot of sense. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Just, it's as simple as it can possibly be for me because I just, I don't have time or yeah, to try and work it any other way at the moment
0: that is the most relatable thing. And I think it's something that is so important for everyone to hear. So thank you for that. Cause I always wonder now, I didn't know you had a full-time job. Cause I was like, I was going to ask you, but I'm like, it's yeah, always a question you ask one, but you mentioned it. Yeah. And I was thinking like you do so much. I feel like you write full time. Wow. I'm impressed that you just manage your life along with writing.
1: Yeah. yeah like just, And it's a temporary, hopefully, that's what I could just cling on to, but yeah. So, in that way, like everybody else, you're trying to juggle everything. So, I'm a big believer in just trying to make your life as easy as possible. So, I'm sure there probably is a very easy way to schedule for the different tiers. I know that there's an early access button, I haven't <laughs> tried it yet, but. I just figure rather than trying to set up a spreadsheet and trying to work out where everybody is in each book, everybody's getting the same chapters at the same time, just the higher tiers are getting more content in addition to that, be it the exclusive book, one shots, whatever it is extra that I'm doing.
0: That's I think that's really great. And I'm curious about the last thing about this content is I know you do character interviews. And things of that sort, like once a month for your high tier. Yes. And is that something that one, like your readers, do they really like it? And for you, do you like writing it? Or do you feel like that's a distraction from the main stories that you're enjoying?
1: I am a bit useless at that kind of stuff. So I have a really lovely reader who basically keeps me on track of all of the character stuff. So she will gently remind me. That I said somebody had blue eyes back in book one of my series. I Like, I should be on top of this. I should have full-blown character profiles written all over the place. But I don't. I have a person who keeps me on track. So she does reading for me ahead. And she's delighted to get, like, exclusive access. And she keeps me on track with all that kind of stuff. So the character interviews and profiles are actually my way of keeping myself on track with that stuff. So I can't rely on one person to help me (laughs) with all of that stuff forever. She has a life. Yeah, so by making myself do those kinds of things, as I said, it's all bonus content that I intend to do that I would probably keep putting on the long finger if I didn't promise to that tier. I intend to use all of those for reader magnets, for the back of my books, to go out on my newsletter, as additional content, it's all stuff that can be repurposed and that I should be doing anyway. But by promising it once a month on that tier, it keeps me on track and also allows me to monetize it. Yeah. To be blunt. Yeah.
0: That's, it's a good thing to be, that's all great. You're literally being able to peel back the layers of what's going on inside of your book. And then you're able to make money in the process because turns out your fans want that backstage access.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I saw somebody put up a poll that they had done with their own subscription about the kind of bonus content that they wanted. And I essentially used that because all the digital stuff there is what I need to focus on. So I have commissioned a couple of pieces of art. So I hope to eventually start another tier and be able to offer digital access to art or even prints because they'd be easy enough posted. post It's not like posting book. So that would be probably next. But yeah, I think it was the character profiles and interviews, bonus content, and the art were the three most popular things. So that's what I said I would focus on.
0: That's really interesting. That's really cool. I already love that you're kind of plotting and maybe that, that next thing that you'll dive into and just be like, okay, we'll come up with some art. I love it. So I want to dive a bit deeper into, we talked a bit about your subscription marketing, how you've shared it with your readers, but that's always something that we talk about, but it has to be illuminated more. So I'm curious, like, where have you mentioned this to your readers? Like, Where has been the most effective place if you know that you've mentioned it to your readers? Meaning has Instagram been the place that you think a lot of your readers have come from, your mailing list? I'd love to hear about that.
1: I think for me, probably Instagram, because most of my Instagram followers are my platform followers. So mm-hmm. I tend to post as much as I can or as much as I could because obviously they block a lot of it. Make sure to follow me on the gram or whatever word I can use to get around being blocked out by all of the platforms for updates and so that's probably where most of my followers have come from the platforms. My newsletter followers are generally coming from the back matter in my books. So I feel like they would probably be harder to convert to a subscription than people who are already reading serialized fiction. I have put it onto my newsletters and I have seen clicks, but I don't feel like that's where most of the subscribers have come from. I think it's that the people following me on Instagram who read serialized fiction regularly, are happy with that format, are happy to pay installments, don't need the book all up front and they probably come
0: from there that's really great insight that's really great insight obviously every author is going to have a different relationship with their readers yeah. a different way they go about that i'm really excited to hear that from you and then my other question would be do you mention your subscription at all on the serialized platform are you mentioning it on Wattpad? are you mentioning it on radish um,
1: so i have put it up in a couple of places on Wattpad. I haven't put it on Rad. I'm just more conscious that because that's a paid platform and they have been, I've done very well there. I don't want to get into any trouble. So I haven't. I tend to direct people to my Instagram from there. And then I will mention it on my Instagram. But on Wattpad, I do have it up in a few places. And then on Instagram, like I it's probably a really I don't know whether it's an Irish thing. But I, I, the whole sales thing I really struggle with, so I tend not. I probably put something up once a week. About every time I post a chapter, I will put up a post on Instagram, and then probably once a week I'll be like, "By the way, if you want to read ten chapters ahead, come check out my Patreon. Link is in my bio. Something like that. Not a hard sell. When I started the exclusive book, I put that up a couple of times. I probably need to put up again and be more consistent with that every time I post a new chapter, put up a sneak peek on Instagram, something like that with the link, but I haven't really done that yet,
0: but yeah,
1: that, that's pretty much all I'm doing. And then the few mentions in the newsletter.
0: That's really awesome. And I also like that you're not hard selling. I don't think, I don't think as writers, we don't need no. to be salesy. I do think we need to be good at marketing, but sometimes the best marketing is our stories. So yeah. you don't have to reinvent the wheel. That's so interesting. I want to ask you one final question about subscriptions. I know we, uh, that's what we're here for, to talk about subscriptions, which is, what do you think you've learned since you've started in the last couple of months? Because you did dive in, which is awesome. But what are some lessons you've learned that maybe you'd share with someone else before they dive in?
1: One shots aren't quick to write. Okay. <laughs> that's probably my number one lesson because I thought that would be a quick win bonus content, but it's actually so hard to condense it down into one chapter my first one shot I like was basically laughing saying I know I said this is going to be one shot but it's not it's three chapters here we go it's 6,000 words or something I literally just couldn't make it a, like it I just can't I need to find a format where I think my mistake is I need to just always pick a situation where they already know each other so you don't have to go through some kind of a meeting and all of the preamble that has to go with that. Yeah, I I would maybe practice some one shots before you start promising them and see how long they take you. And that, and probably just the, yeah, I think the pricing of your bottom tier is probably something that I would focus on. So I went with something that I think would be comparable to the other platforms. And then I promised the exclusive chapter. And realistically, I think I probably could have nudged that a little bit higher. So at some point, I think I probably will limit the number of people in that, and that'll be my OGs, my original people that came over. And I'm happy because they are the first people, but I think realistically, it probably is a bit of a bargain. Amelia, the amount of stuff that you have on your tiers is absolutely massive. Um, But I think, yeah, starting out, I probably could have priced that a little bit higher. So I think, yeah, I will probably limit that at some stage and try and get more people into the next
0: tier up. I it's good for people to keep in mind. Don't undercut, like if if you have an instinct pricing, you don't have to undercut yourself. But also I will say to follow your advice, I would not recommend authors also overthink their pricing so much that they don't launch because of it. Because like you said, you're not locked into that pricing forever. You can change it. Yeah. Obviously you can't change it for people who've already subscribed, but that's okay. Like you said, it's part of the deal. So there's, oh, there's so much richness in this. Reese, you're amazing. I like love the success you've had in subscriptions. And I guess the one last thing that I'm curious about for you is when do you think you'll be a full-time writer? Because I want you to be a full-time writer.
1: Oh gosh. So I was supposed to be, I was supposed to be full-time from this summer. So that was another consideration where I started in the, I work in a very boring, very serious job and so I thought that I only had a year left in that job because the company is exiting our market but it is taking forever and I've just been told that I have another year left hopefully this time next year but like I have my tickets booked for Vegas so I'm going anyway I thought I'd be unemployed and just going on the tear but I won't be I'll be coming back to go to work but hopefully only for another couple of months
0: okay okay Okay. We're, we're going to have to throw a celebration for you in the subscriptions group when you're officially full time, because that's amazing. And we'll see you in Vegas. I'm assuming you're talking about 20 books.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. so, yeah. so I just, yeah.
0: That'll be wonderful. And I'm so grateful you took the time out of your very busy and really happening life to, to chat with us. I had a great time and thanks we'll very you much the- for
1: having me. I'm absolutely honored to be on and yeah, thank you so much for, the hard work that you put in because literally every time i have a question or a harebrained idea i just dip into the facebook page and there's always an answer so thank you so much for putting in the effort and the time
0: that's mostly a thank you to everyone listening but me and amelia are happy to be part of it so thank you
1: thanks very much
0: and that was it for the interview i hope you all enjoyed it i know i did reese you're amazing and i can't wait to celebrate you officially becoming a full-time author when you quit your job i'm i'm so excited for it and for anyone else who's had recent success stories and subscriptions maybe you also became a full-time author recently we'd love to hear about it and we'd love to celebrate you so make sure to join the subscriptions for authors facebook group it's linked in the description totally free to join it's subscriptions for authors on facebook we'd love to have you part of it there's already 1600 of y'all and you keep showing up and you keep making the group more awesome every day. So we're so, so grateful for that. Thank you all for your support. I hope everyone has an amazing rest of the day. We have new episodes coming very, very soon. But in the meantime, don't forget, storytellers rule the world.